Pastor Joe. Give it up for Pastor Joe, y'all. And his lovely wife, wife Nancy, man, they are awesome people. I mean, at, at the School of Urban Missions, when I was a student, Pastor Joe was already doing his thing. I mean, just like, he was like the School of Urban Missions, like, poster boy. It's kind of like what they call him because he went out, graduated, planted churches, and did big things. It was amazing. He came and, sp- and spoke to us in youth ministry class, and I was blown away. I went and checked him out. We became really good friends. And our friendship has grown over the years, but I've learned a lot from him. I just encourage you guys. Man, you guys are truly blessed. I travel I travel all over the nation, you know, the churches, the schools, doing different things. And, man, he is truly an awesome man of God. And when I look at the product of his vision, oh, man, I'm so excited about Jesus Christ. Y'all give it up for Pastor Joe one more time, y'all. And Adolfo holding it down. Oh, give it up for Adolfo, y'all. Yeah. All right. What, what? Elevate. 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 Yeah. Yeah, y'all about to get me on my swag thing, you did. All right. Let me get in this word. Let me get in this word. Man, how many of you guys, how many of you guys in high school? All the high schoolers make some noise. Where my any junior highs make some noise. <laughs> cool. Holding it down. Alright. <laughs> well, check it out. It hasn't been that long since I've been in school. And one of the things that happens at school is learning. We get a chance to go to school and we get a chance to learn. Everybody say learn. Another thing that happens in school is fights. Everybody say fights. And usually, like, when, when fights break out, like, when I was in school, man, they fighting, they fighting. It's like, small people will try to go in the other direction. But me and my friends, we're like, where they at? Where they at? Where they fighting at? Ooh, look at that boy. Get him, get him. Yeah, dog, yeah. And that, that's kind of like how I was when I was in school. And I was like one of the people, I had some hands, I'd be like, have my little scrap. And I saw when somebody messed with me, I would, I would, I would do my thing. Bam, bam, bam. You know what I mean? Show them how I do it. But they always had those dudes that you didn't really want to fight. And they had this one dude in my class, Big Mike. He was a star of, yeah, you already know Big Mike. You hear, you know the name. It's a dead giveaway. He was like the star of the football team. He was in our class. And we'll hear stories like, yeah, man, such and such try to, try to blow on Big Mike. And we'll be looking at him like, what? And he'd be like, man, what happened? Man, Big Mike knocked him out, dog. They'd be like, no, are you serious? Yeah. And so one one particular day, we all up in front of the class, me and about five of my friends, and we just playing, jumping Big Mike. Boom, boom, boom. We hitting up this clown, and like, this like love taps, like boom, boom, boom. All of a sudden, Big Mike did like an incredible Hulk thing, like, and all the dudes bounced back, and I was the only one right in front of Big Mike like a like a like 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 a loser, a big Mike cock back at me, and I'm like, no, it was over, and I I did like this, and he just grazed my head, and I flew back, and my head went, I had like a fist coming out of my head, and everybody was laughing, ah, you stupid, big night, and they had those cats. Well, in the Bible, there's a story about David. 
and a giant named Goliath. And Goliath, he was like one of those dudes. He was from Gath, and he went up against the people of God. And he said, you know what? I want y'all to send out y'all fiercest, y'all best fighter, and I'm going to take him out. And basically what he did was he punked all of them. Nobody wanted to fight this dude. Nobody. Until this one teenager stood up. And this is what he said. David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? See, David was like, man, who is this clown? Who is this dude that he's talking to the people of God? Man, we serve a living God. Man, what do I he like, man, what do I get for whipping him right quick? And the king, King Saul, had said, whoever won in this battle, he was going to bless them with all these riches. Their household would be free, and then also he would give them his own daughter. So David's like, man, that's cool, but I just want to whip him to show my God off. Because, see, there was, there was, something, there was something different between Saul who was the king of that time, and David. Saul heard the, 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 the plot and the scheme of Goliath when he came and he punked him. And you know what Saul did? He looked at him and he said, man, what can I do up against a giant like that? And David looked at it very differently. When David looked at Goliath and Goliath was making these threats, he said, you know what? I'm going to go out there. Because it's not about what I can do. It's about what he can do. You heard him. He said, who is this coming against the armies of the living God? He didn't say the armies of Saul. He didn't say coming against me. He said, who's coming against the armies of the living God? Because he knew his God was big. And Saul was a warrior. When you read on in the chapters, it says Saul killed thousands. David killed tens of thousands. But Saul was a warrior. But the difference was, was that David knew how big his God was. So he was able to just whip and kill Goliath. Now you may be asking, man, why is this dude, why is Corey Hicks telling me about David and Goliath? Because it's very, very relevant to you. Every single day that y'all step outside of your house, Every time y'all go on your high school or your junior high campus, guess what? You guys are facing Goliaths in your life. See, me, I, I go all around to different schools in my region through a ministry called Next Generation. And I go on these campuses, and I'm able to bring pizza, and I might have 200 students in the gym, and I'm able to preach the gospel, and hundreds and thousands of students give their lives to Jesus. Let's give it up for Jesus Christ for that. But while I'm there, I'm peeping things out. I'm scoping out the scene. At one particular school that I went to, we did a rally. And I spoke, and afterwards one of the teachers came up, and, and she said, thank you so much for saying what you said. She said, when we started the school year out, we had two young ladies that were pregnant. But now we have over 12. And see, sex. Sex is a Goliath. 
that you guys are facing every single day. It's being bombarded, bombarded, bombarded into your, into your, your view when you look at, at, at billboards, when you go online. When you're, walking, when you're walking down the hall, somebody pulls out their phone and they have something, a picture on their phone and they want you to look at it. They're pulling out their PSP, they have a, a, a pornography joint on there. It's real. And I know it's real. See, that's a Goliath for y'all. Drugs. I'm, I'm standing at one of my schools just on Monday. I'm surrounded by students. I'm like, wow, what's happening? We're talking, we're chopping it up. And I'm cool with them. I, I keep it real. I keep it 100. So they're open and honest with me. And one of the girls, she told me she was high on Zambars. And so the next thing, when I saw that day, I said, man, how you doing with, with, with the pill situation? And she said, I'm good. I'm chilling now. I'm chilling. All right, man, she said, I was going in too much. I started losing too much weight. And then another girl was like, what y'all talking about? And she said, talking about them pills, girl. And she said, you got them? And she said, no, I don't have them, but such and such got them. She got 120 of them. And the next thing you know, the dude right here, man, what's up with it? And they just going on and on, just in the open about drugs. Drugs is a Goliath. For y'all, it's real. But in the midst of all of the students that I encountered, that Davis, that Davis that are walking around with their Bible sometimes exposed, or sometimes they're just living a life and they are living, walking Bibles, living, walking examples of who Jesus Christ is on their campus. See, they're, they're standing up for what they believe in. They're not going in for the okie doke. They're whipping Goliath every single day, knocking him out. Wow. Like, I like when y'all say pimp slapping him. Everybody say pimp slap him. See, that's how we got to handle these Goliaths. My wife, see, my wife. Give it up for my wife, even though she's not here. Hopefully, you might catch the webcam, the podcast. You heard me. I love you, Nicole Hicks. Yiddick. Everybody say, Yiddick. I love my wife. See, my wife, when she was in high school, she didn't go for the foolishness. She lived for God, and you know what else she did? She actually started the first Christian club at her school. Amen. Give it up. Give it up. See, while all of, her, all of her friends and people around her, when they were doing drugs and wilding, you know what she did? She said, I'm a slave. Every Goliath that comes my way, and I'm going to live the truth. So I'm proud of her. There's a story that I'm, I'm reminded about where this one young lady, she was living for God too. This was like in a, in a foreign mission field. I can't remember if, if it was Asia or where it was at, but there was this church. And they were meeting just like you guys. But they had to do it in secret and private because it was illegal for them to worship God. And so the pastor would meet every single week with this group of people. And they would worship. And then all of a sudden, one particular day, the authorities came in. Boom! They bust in the door. And when they kicked in the door, they came in with guns. And they said, who's the leader? Who's the leader? And they grabbed the pastor, and they, they pulled him, and they said, give me your Bible, and they slung it on the ground, and they said, get on your knees, and they put a gun to his head. They said, either you denounce Jesus right now, or I'm going to kill you. And the pastor started to shake. 
and he, and he denounced Jesus right there. And he said, get out of here. And they start laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Then they got another a woman. He said, get down here. And she was shaking. She was crying, weeping, weeping. And they said, spit on the Bible and denounce Jesus. I'm going to kill you. And right then and there, she did it. And they laughed. And they said, get out of here. You're free to go. And then they looked and they pointed at a teenager. And they said, you, get down here. Get on your knees. And they put the gun to her head. And they said, right now, I want you to denounce Jesus. And the, and the young girl, she was young. She was 15 years old. She took the Bible, picked it up. She looked at it and she began to cry and weep. And she began to wipe off the spit with her clothes. And they said, denounce Jesus now. And she looked at him. And she looked at the Bible. And she said, Jesus, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And they, pow, took her life. She, she was that serious about the things of God. A teenager. See, some of y'all, y'all look at yourselves and you say, man, can I really, really live for God? Can I really, really go all the way in? Can I really be 100 with Jesus Christ? The answer is yes, you can. Yes, you can. When you look at your peers, when you look at some of the people here, you know that they're really living for God. You look around and you say, this is real. When you look in the word of God, you see people like David. You see people like Timothy, young people that were sold out for Jesus Christ. And that's why I love David, because he put God first. When we look at this, this chapter, 1 Samuel 17, 8, 8 through 9, we see Goliath as he's forcing himself in a fight on the children of Israel. One of the things that he says, you guys can go back and read it another time. I, I just, I want to get to, I want to get to this meat. But he's basically saying, serve me. I want to fight you and whip you so that you will serve me. See, we're, we're. We're created to worship and to serve God. But there are things that come into our life that cause us to serve it instead of God. Like drugs, like sex, like money, like fear. Some, some people won't serve God because they're, so, they're afraid. The enemy will put fear on them. And the Bible says you can't serve two masters. But David. David went all the way in and he served God. The Bible says that he was a man after God's own heart. It says he put God first. And he had victory after victory after victory on a battlefield. He was a great leader. He was a man of God. Man after God's own heart. But you know what happened? After all of those victories, when you keep reading and learning about David's life, there were failures. David wasn't perfect. He made mistakes. But you know what he did? And I admire him for it. You can write this down, Psalm 51. One of the mistakes that David made was crucial. You know what he did? He ran back to the face of God. He cried out to God. He said, God, I repent. Please don't take your Holy Spirit from me. I need you, Lord. See, David had that kind of relationship with God, just like when he fought Goliath. 
he knew that it wasn't in his strength that he needed God. Right in that moment when he failed, when he made mistakes, you know what he did? He went right back to that same place before he had victories. When he failed, he did the same thing. He went right back to God and said, God, I need you. I need you. He was dependent on him. And it was that one-on-one relationship, that one-on-one relationship with God that allowed David to have victory after victory after victory. And when he failed, guess what? Victory, victory, victory. And he lived a victorious life. And I want to challenge you. I want to challenge all of you guys. Because God is a calling on your life. Even as a young person, God has called you, each and every one of you, to do great things. And it looks different. Some of you guys will be using a gift with photography like Monique. While others will be using the gift of rapping, like moi. Well, let me hear wow. Yeah, baby. And then others, guess what, will get up here and preach. Some people will be, be worship leaders. And some people, you know what, you'll be a business person and you'll have small groups in your house and people will get saved because you live for Jesus and you preach the truth and you told them that God was real. Amen. See, it's not cookie cutter. But every single one of y'all has a call on your life. And some of you are walking in that call. Some of you, where's S-U-M? Make some noise. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Walking in that call. And then others, guess what? Right here, right here. Others, you want to walk in the call. But you're afraid because you know that you've made some mistakes in your life, even after accepting Christ. And you're like, man, I can't be like them. Let me tell you something. When I first accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I wasn't, poof, this man of God. Oh, man of God. It wasn't like that. It was a process, just like with David. But today I stand. I don't look at, I don't look at pornography. I'm not sleeping around with girls. I'm not out wild and drinking and smoking weed and partying. Because in the process... Of me giving my life to the Lord and having that one-on-one relationship, guess what? He transformed my life. And I'm still not perfect. I'm still not perfect, y'all, but he's still changing me. But one thing I'm proud of, I accepted the call. I accepted the call. I wish I would have done it when I was your age. Where where are all the SUM leaders? I want y'all to come line up in the front. Come line up in the front coming to a close and if somebody if somebody wants to get on the keys or uh guitar or something and do something real banging that'll be awesome check this out i love the bible because it's so real it's so applicable to my life there's a story where there's a young man he comes to jesus and he says jesus I want to be saved. I want to be right. I want, I want to follow you. He said he wanted to follow Jesus. He said, what do I have to do? He said, well, you need to follow these commandments. And he said, I'm doing that. And he said, well, what else is there, Lord? What do I lack? And he said, I want you to go and sell all of your possessions and bless the poor. And the Bible says that he walked away sad because he was very wealthy. He did not want to give away his wealth. 
See, there was that one thing that stopped him from putting God first. That was that one thing that stopped him from fully following after Jesus Christ. Every single person up here standing before you, one day they decided to take everything that they had above Jesus and put it under him. They decided to put him first in their lives. And tonight, I want to give y'all the opportunity. I don't care how long you've been coming to this church. I don't care if it's your first time here. Man, God has a plan for your life. And he wants you to put him first. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. And guess what? All these things are going to be good in your life. That's my, my paraphrase, you know what I mean? God wants to bless you. He wants to set you up for success. But you got to put him first. I'm going to pray for you. And I want every single person in this place that says, you know what? I want to put God first in my life. I want you to come to these altars. And these leaders are going to pray for you. And I guarantee you, your life will be changed. Bow your heads. Father God, I thank you so much. You are an awesome God. You are an awesome deliverer. Lord, these students are dealing with depression. Lord, some of these students are dealing with pornography and addictions. Lord, I don't know their names. I don't know what they're going through specifically. But I know some of them are dealing with these items. But, Father, you are our redeemer. You are our deliverer. You are El Shaddai. You are our provider. You are all in all. Lord, I challenge them right now to put you first. Lord, let them not worry about who's looking. Let them not worry about who's in front of them, on the side of them, behind them. But, Father God, let them say, you know what? I need Jesus, and I'm going to put him first in my life. I know I'm not perfect. I'm struggling. But I accept the call of God on my life, and I want to serve Jesus Christ all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If that's you, if you say, you know what, I want God first in my life, I accept the call of God, I want to live for Jesus, right now I want you to stand up and I want you to come to the front. These leaders are going to pray for you because you're going to need the grace of God. You're going to need the hand of God to, 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 to cover you and to be with you right now. Don't be afraid. Come on, right now. If, if that's you and you're saying, you know what, I want Jesus Christ first in my life, come on up to the front. That's awesome. Praise God. Praise God. That's what I'm talking about. Come on. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. There's more. Come on. There's more. There's more. If you want Jesus Christ first in your life, if you say, you know what? I want more of Jesus. I need more of him. Right now, I want you to come up to the front. Hallelujah. 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 If you're going through something, maybe you want to come up and you say, you know, I'm going through something. Maybe, maybe you just need prayer. Maybe there's somebody in your life that needs prayer. I want y'all to come up too.